Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV podcast, the podcast of champions. I am your host, Paul Major. I am joined by a fellow champion, Mr. Chris Pajak. Hello. A fellow champion, Mr. Ben Kelly. Hello. Hello. And a fellow champion, Mr. James Sutton as well. James, hello. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, the celebrations will doubtless continue throughout the show and throughout the rest of our lives. Um, we're going to kick off question, though, first. And it comes from Jith. Um, it says, you're allowed to play one full game from Liverpool's history, but you have your football skill set and you have to replace somebody from that team. The result will likely be different to the one that happened in real life. Which game do you pick? Which game do you pick, Chris Pager? I don't know the game, but any of them that Paul Konchesky played in, and I'll play left back. <laughs> the likelihood is we lost a lot of games that season anyway with Roy in charge, so the result will change. Not yeah. necessarily for the worst, though. Yeah. Um, and I like to think that yes, I know that Paul Konchesky is probably a better left back than me, but my uh, determination to succeed for Liverpool and the badge would put me in a pretty good standing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think that's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good Chelsea because I think you focused on the right thing there. Is that you focused on who's the weakest link in the side, and therefore what's the least level of drop off likely to be? Um, ben, and I accepted but, that we're going to lose the game. I'm going to pick a game where we lost anyway, so I can't fuck anything up. Ah, clever. Okay, cool. Go on, Ben. And um, I, I, I thought I had a similar train of thought, but for some reason I instinctively thought of Christian Poulsen in those. Roy Hodgson side but then I realised sort of as Chris was talking there that would involve me playing centre midfield and having to do a lot of running and I'm not convinced that that, that is something that would go down well either so um, so so I think I agree you, with Paulson the didn't do a lot of running Ben I know but that's the point you should have done you should have been doing a lot more than he did all that uh, Milan Jovanovic I'll swap with him and um, and, and try to see if I can bag myself a goal um, so yeah I'll go with I'll go with any game in the Roy Hodgson era where Christian Poulsen played and I'll stick myself in defensive midfield. <laughs> like I'll shield the back four. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, if um, t- Tom, just use the comments section. Uh, t- uh, so it comes up on screen rather than just fashioning. Sorry, sorry for the listeners. Tom's fashioning handwritten notes to explain what should be He's happening. He's not even got screen. the instructions. He just wrote the name down and then gave the instructions. Ben. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Anyway, yes, James. Um, well, yes, similar, similar to you guys, really. I mean, the question just becomes an exercise in who do I who do I realistically think I'm better? I'm a better footballer than <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, so Charlie Adam yeah, <laughs> is where is where my head's at. I can't I can't for the fucking life of me work out why we got Charlie Adam in the first place or for what purpose but i reckon i could do a similar if not better job at whatever it was that charlie adam was supposed to do (laughs) the funny thing is it's like you've thought about that for the last 10 years and you still after thinking on it every single day haven't worked out why liverpool signed charlie adam if you'd like to if you'd like to leave anything in the comments section uh we'd love to hear your thoughts on what charlie adam was for (laughs) yeah yeah 
anyone anyone want to proffer a good idea as to what his purpose was? It all, you know why? Because it was that fucking stupid Alex Ferguson line about his his corners and free kicks are worth ten million pounds or whatever, which was just like it's like he's just having a laugh. Just, he just, like Alex Ferguson basically justified Liverpool's valuation on it, but just because just so in case someone went, at he's a bit crap, he can't run. Uh, and he's and he's and he's got a he just looks very simple as well. Like you I mean, he looks like he should be working on a on a, on a farm in the eighteen hundreds. Have you seen like, what he looks you know, like? Have you seen what he looks like now? Oh God, yeah, he's the same age as Cristiano Ronaldo, isn't he? And he basically looks like um looks like he looks older than my, my dad. He yeah, looks older than my dad. My dad's fifty two. Oh, can like, we count his teeth on yeah. like one hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks okay. like the guy who played um, Rabsy Nesbitt. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If he'd suffered a, suffered and survived just a massive heroin addiction, yeah. um, and then t- and then turned to shortbread instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've got a couple of ideas for this, and just following on from the theme that we've got so far is I'd take one of Sean Dundee's substitute appearances because you know you get you get to come into a Liverpool side that's got like you know Robbie Fowler and Steve McManaman and all that kind of stuff like so you're probably getting to play I'm getting to play against play with some of my boyhood legends and idols and known for well that Sean Dundee offered zero zilch nada for the Liverpool side so I'm not going to have any tangible impact one way or the other really I'm more likely to have a positive impact um, than, than a negative one the pressure's off and the, the only, pressure's off yeah. there's no pressure yeah, exactly, and, and it means you probably get to play. I think one of them might have been an Anfield as well. I, th- I think I remember him coming on with a game I was on, and the only other one was one of the games where we absolutely tonked ever and everywhere, like the games where we scored like four or five against them, and just put me again, put me in for a sub or whatever, you know, and hope. The, I, I used to have a theory in the Sunday League team. I used to play for because our pitch was on a really bad hill, and you used to try and kick downhill first half and get a lead up, and then you knew you was going to get battered for the second forty-five minutes. So I like the idea of playing in a game where we batter someone, and then I come into the fold, and Liverpool have just got to hold on to that massive lead <laughs> for however long's left of the game before I catastrophically cock it up. I like that. I'd, I'd, in, if that was the case, I'd probably go for the Besiktas game where Yossi Ben Ayoun scored a hat trick and then take Bes- yeah. Ben Ayoun's place in said side. Yeah. yeah. Get all the yeah. feelings of an 8 0 win at, at Anfield and, and none of the credit for it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a that's that's such a good shout. Just pick a game, pick a Liverpool Crystal Palace nine nil game. How badly wrong could that possibly go if you drop me in for any of the players? <laughs> Like I'll be the one who comes on for all for you know sub sub John Aldridge off for me in the last in, in the last minute or you know what I mean something like that and know that it'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, I think we've I think we've I think we've comprehensively covered that. But if anyone, what if you to- were to do it and you 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 genuinely needed to get a win in the game, and who would you take yourself off for? Uh, Is there a game where you trust yourself for just one ninety minutes? Let, and let's say you you can go into a year's worth of training prior to said game to get Four. fitness levels up. That no no amount of training makes up for a lack of talent, unfortunately. So um so so I'm not sure that that it would matter. I've seen you play footy, Ben. You're all right. I don't know. I'm not having that. Ben's yeah. saying he hasn't got Which the talent. Which is a concern, though, isn't it, Paul? Which is <laughs> a concern. If, ben, if Ben's all right, we think he's all right, and and he doesn't think it's so, because like you know we're not better than Ben. I maybe I like don't the think Champions, I touched the ball. The Champions League final against Madrid, and I'd go in for Carius because. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon you're saving that bail one? Oh god no but I, I reckon I'm also not throwing the ball into basically into my own into my own net like I might not reach any of the shots but at least no one will be able to no I would don't think I'd be consistently blamed for I've but, seen you throw the ball to the opposition in five aside Paul Oh I know, I know. Different. Yeah. Different. is it though I, I don't well, think, yeah, I don't, it is the Champions I, League final. Listen, it makes exactly, a difference. 100%. And if, if you shit the bed in a five-a-side game between your mates, you're gonna shit the bed in a Champions that's, League final. That's different. That's why Klopp would never have had me as a player because I don't train well. I never took. Tra- I've never you taken. Don't play tra- well either. No, I've played. Well. I've played well in big games. You've never played. <laughs> you've never. You've never played in any big games, so you wouldn't know. Um, the um, right. Let's move on to the topics then. Um, the I want to start with the celebrations. Um, both you know all the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to I want to talk about it all really. Um, and obviously I want to start 
rewinding the clock back to back to Thursday, Chris, and obviously, you know, what a a, a surprisingly monumental feeling watching two teams that I have no affinity for play a game of football. Obviously, we know what it ultimately led to, and it obviously ultimately led to Liverpool winning the title. But I. I, I thought I'd get something from it, but I didn't realise quite how much I'd get from it. How no, about you? No, same, mate. I, I was completely overwhelmed um, after the final whistle. Like, just didn't really know how to think anymore or what to say or or anything. But, you know, I went into that game thinking that I really wanted Liverpool to win it at the Etihad. And as soon as the game kicked off, I found myself really, really wanting Chelsea to win. I just wanted her over and done with it. And I didn't know it was going to feel like that until the game kicked off. And so every time, you know, it just felt like I was as invested in that as I have been in any in any game of football that I've ever watched. Yeah. Which, you know, because we all get invested in Liverpool games. I, I've i never felt like that watching a game that's not Liverpool before. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think, ever. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it's mad, isn't it? Because we, we spoke on, on our podcast about uh, the return of the Bundesliga and not having that affinity for the football that you're watching, not being and how how much of a difference it makes knowing the players and being up on the story. Now, of course, the story wasn't about Chelsea and Man City. The story was about Liverpool, which makes that which made it more important. But like, it's um, I, yeah, I, I I mean, I saw you like you know the, the, you could see how emotional you were from. You can see the lads you, you're referring to Tom dancing a jig over my shoulder and stuff like you know you would never have we never have thought because I think all of us agreed. You know, we'd all really you could make it you could play devil's advocate and make a case for it going that way. But deep down we all wanted to see Liverpool win it to see Liverpool win it. Um and I thought it was it was just something else. And James, it was I mean that, that, where, where were you in where was your standing on that before before the game? You know, did you did you wanna see it won at the Etihad? So yeah, I think yeah, pr- pr- prior to the game I obviously I wanted to, I wanted to see us contribute to our own, you know, victory. But that being said, there was something utterly fucking delicious about watching City's title just slowly slide <laughs> out of their <laughs> grasp over 90 minutes whilst we just celebrated raucous. It's, it's, it was a funny one. It was a it was a funny one. Similar to Chris, I didn't really know I didn't really know what to do with myself. It was it was bizarre. We all had lots of energy in celebrating, but weren't quite sure what to do with it. And now that now that a bit of time has passed, I think I think I feel I think I think I feel relief now. I think that's my overriding emotion actually. And I think I feel I feel valid I feel I feel like we've been validated. I feel like for thirty years we've been telling anyone that'll listen that we're the best team in the world and haven't backed that up over any prolonged period of time and it, and to finally have that where you go actually we are the best team in the world it's there in print I got a, I get a real sense of kind of relief and, and yeah. satisfaction from that as opposed to kind of um, you know wild celebrations yeah I mean what about you Ben still obviously you still having to take it a little bit easier uh, physically at the moment but yeah. I, bet, I, bet, I bet there was some severe thoughts that went into what you can and can't physically do on the night Oh well, funnily enough, me and me, me and my dad watched the game in delay because um, we had some friends round for you know some socially distant garden sitting um, uh, and a barbecue. So so we we watched it kind of like two hours behind everybody else. And um, yeah, I, I, as as the game went on and I realised that actually City were playing quite poorly and this actually might be the night. I gen- just slowly got more and more invested in the idea that actually tonight could be the night and. And, and this is going to be. It was a little bit anticlimactic for me personally because I am at home at the moment, and you just can't. I, I even if I wanted to go out and celebrate, I couldn't. So it was a little bit of a. Oh well, you know that's just happened, and now I'm sat on the couch, and this is a this is as good as it's going to get tonight. But you know, then you get you. I got my phone back out because I've been avoiding the score, and you know, you got all the messages from loads of people. And 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 the bizarre thing, and this happened at the Champions League final last year, where people congratulate me. As if I've done something, yes. I've achieved something. They go, "Oh, well done, mate!" And I go, "Thanks." And I, I, you know, as if as if it's my personal shield. I always find that quite funny. But yeah, you get you get you get loads of people talk about it, and it just felt good. And I think I agree with James. It was that relief. I think it, it what is is a big emotion in it because obviously for months there was this potential for the whole thing just blowing up into a you know a ball of flames and not existing anymore, and suddenly to have those 
posts that you you know you see the Premier League Champions League posts and the official club and all that. Just something that I never thought I'd see, and I was finally seeing those things. It was nice. Yeah, it was um, it was such a weird experience because like there was a point twenty four hours earlier where we'd been having the conversations in the studio and saying we're going to do something for it. And part of me was my my initial thought was, I don't want I don't. I don't want us to do something for it just in case, just in case City absolutely batter us. And it looks like we've deliberately done, we've done it to for that moment, which sounds a bit weirdly, but I got more and more, the more I thought about it, the more like happy and confidence and all that kind of thing became about it. Cause we were in it. We were in a unique situation really weren't me, Chris, in so much as it kind of, I mean, I mean, dad said this on the, on the show we did with Jay Spearing yesterday. It, it didn't matter. We were going to win it anyway. Like, so this was just like a free hit. And, and I love, because one of the things Jay had said in the build-up to it was he wanted us to win at the Etihad for the players so that they had that sense of they've achieved it, they're all together and they've done it. And when you see that the players all got together, they all they were all there in Formby Hall and they were all celebrating together, that kind of, that, that, that tipped it over the edge for me. It made it even better. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I love I love Jay's point in the build-up show about that, um, about how, how they, they'd all be together, because you wouldn't get to see what we saw with, with Leicester when they celebrated that he was saying, wasn't he? And, you know, fair play to whoever decided to book that, because they probably only did that after the Palace game, and they managed to get that sorted and get everyone together and all that type of stuff. And, you know, the players will buzz off that. They'll remember that for the rest of their lives. I know that, um, I think, was it Trent who was saying, like, you know, I kind of stopped drinking because I, I kind of wanted to remember that with my own memory of the evening more than anything else. Now, I'm not sure to believe him that he stopped drinking, um, but certainly he'll, he'll have wanted to remember that. And it was just great to see. And because they've done that, we get more out of that as well because we see the little videos and then and then it's like, oh, there's another video that I've not seen yet. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, there's another one. Yes, yes, yes. So all that as well, it all just adds to it. Whereas, like, I'd love to have seen the celebrations in the dressing room after the victory. I'd love to have been there, obviously, and seen the celebrations in front of us and then feel that adulation from the crowd but for it is and where we are in the world right now that's as good as I could imagine yeah I mean it showed what we've always known really James is that sense of unbelievable unity amongst the squads and that they managed to pull that off and pull them all together and you can see I, one of the reasons why they're so emotional the reason why Klopp's crying on the telly the reason why Henderson's crying on the telly the reason why you know it's all it's this big outpouring of emotions because they are all together and they, and, and that's what they've been on they, and Klopp mentioned it in his open letter I think about the idea of what they are it's like they all buy in they all buy into everything or it doesn't work and I think the fact that they were able to be together and again seeing it, it, it typified. It, it was Klopp's Liverpool through and through. Yeah, and the, and, and they didn't have um, they didn't have wives and girlfriends or anyone else, you know, at, at that at that celebration that wasn't, you know, basically first team and and, and Klopp and his, his his coaches. So it was a really really small group. I mean, I can't imagine what that must have felt like to, you know, to be away from everyone else. But it's you and your men. It's your boys. These are your boys. These are your lads that you've, you know, you've 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 played for two seasons with now. You know, chasing this Premier League and come so close to have that release and that that must have been unbelievable, man. I mean, they deserve, you know, they deserve every every plaudit and every success. But to to to, to have that, I, I I think it in some it won't make up for the fact that they didn't, you know, we we weren't at Anfield to celebrate it with them. But I think. If anything, I think it might even bring them even closer together as a group well, because they've experienced something that no one else has now. Well, there's a point, Ben, that we, we're going to get to celebrate this twice. Actually, th- three times, four times maybe because obviously the, the City games are looming. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on, on that toward the end of the podcast. But the you know we, we, we got to celebrate. We got to see the players celebrate. Then... They go to the Etihad. If they beat, if they beat Manchester City, we get to see them celebrating it. And then, you know, I, I think, I guess the plan is still to do the trophy lift at um, against Chelsea. I think, I think that was that was always the plan anyway. You know, second the last home game. So we don't know whether you know there'll there'll still be that. That's the thing that I, I took away from it. I, I could, we could have felt a sense of disappointment that not seeing the players do it, but we get. It gets the kind of we just get to draw the celebrations out a bit longer, really. Exactly, yeah. You know, there was part of me that did want to win the the game on on Thursday to to do the title, and obviously you, you do it by beating City. But you know, if if nothing else, the way it's happened, we've just had another week now where we're champions that we wouldn't have had before. Um, I think what James was saying there, I thought was spot on. The, the other thing is that the release that they'll have had will have been made even better for them by the fact that they've actually just spent three months not being able to see each other at all. 
which yeah. you don't really take into consideration that the fact that obviously as well as teammates they're all really good friends um and you know i think we've all learned over this period that doing it over skype and zoom isn't isn't the same as seeing your mates in yeah. person and they'll have had an opportunity there even though they've, they've been able to see each other to train and stuff for a couple of weeks now there's still been a job to do what a night that would have been to just put the, the, the worries and the trouble of the last three months sort of behind them a little bit and celebrate with the mates and it, you know that that was that's that's why I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to move move things on. I want to talk about the the, the wider celebrations. And obviously, we saw um, trouble kicking off at the Pierheads on the Friday night. And obviously, we'd seen people coming out on the, on the Thursday. And look, I, I have to say, I've said I've said it elsewhere. Um, I went to Anfield on Thursday night. I um, I felt compelled to do it. There was something about it. I just couldn't couldn't not go and see what it looked like, couldn't not go and experience it myself. So I understand, and I'm saying this clearly for everyone at home, I I, I understand that I pass up my right to judge anyone else who goes to mass gatherings in the in in the future or, or whatever um you know I, 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 you lose the moral high ground when you do these kind of situations but i am um, i think it's interesting because obviously i think what with the trouble that was brewed that, that came about on the friday and we've seen a young lad from southport charged uh he's, he's going to be going in front of the courts um for setting off the firework that was set at the, at the larger buildings someone else there's been obviously a few people who were, who were injured and what have you i mean chris i want to talk predominantly about the friday because i actually think they're almost two separate. They're almost two separate things. But there was what I, what I didn't like about it was ultimately the thing that no, I don't think anyone really liked about it was that it ended up uh, as always happens in in situations. It's a small gang of idiots that ends up tarring an entire fan base. Yeah, um, I disagree. I don't think they are two separate events. Personally, I think one doesn't happen without the other. Um, I think the Friday, I think the Thursday I understand more because it's spontaneous, but I don't think Friday happens without the Thursday personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I think what you've got is what you've just said there. You know, we are always taught by a small percentage, but again, if people didn't gather, the small percentage wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so the fact and, and the fact is, in every walk of life, when a huge gathering of people happens, it's always the small percentage. But if yeah. the gathering didn't happen, the small percentage don't have anything. You don't give them the air to breathe, almost. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, so I think it's really disappointing. But and I'm not, I'm not about what about in this situation. It's bad. It shouldn't have happened. They yeah. should be ashamed of themselves. Certainly the people who've set off the fireworks and, and caused damage to buildings that it's just baffling to me that that, that 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 is even a thing. Certainly the people who were cheering these things, ridiculous, you know what I mean? And, and listen, I'm not saying I've never caught up in things before. I have plenty of times and I've regret them. So these people can regret things. Yeah. I don't understand that. Um but yeah, it's it's really really disappointing, especially after I thought I thought I I thought most people understood the severity of the situation, and unfortunately they don't. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it, James? Where I think, uh, and I, I I agree. I think the Friday happens because of the Thursday, but I think it's interesting because I think uh, only from first hand experience on it, Thursday was uh, was a a natural movement of people just. Uh, it was an explosion of joy. It was people just go. Well, I need to do something. I need to get out. I think I agree with Chris. I think Friday happens where all the people who didn't go on Thursday and a lot of uh, you know maybe maybe genuinely want to support because there were a lot of people who went to the period on Friday just looking to just looking to celebrate in a, in a in a in a positive way regardless of lockdown you know with lockdown and all that kind of stuff. The vast vast majority of people went. You know the people there with kids and people there to just just to just to go and feel the emotion of it. But it happens. I think a lot of it. I don't. I, it, it, the the slightly more pre-planned element of it means there's going to be more dickheads because. There's just people who see when you see something like that, you think, oh, I'll have a go at that, and that, like it's how it's how it's how I'm not to tie it into any other into the BLM movement, but it's how like rioting happens a lot of the time is that people see what what other people have gotten away with and they try other they try other stuff themselves. So that's probably why there was a more dangerous element to the Friday compared to the Thursday. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I do. I do agree what you're saying about the Friday doesn't happen without Thursday. But I think I think you kind of summed it up when you were talking about you went to Anfield on the, on the Thursday, Paul, and you said, you said that you felt compelled to go to Anfield. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That I can, that I can understand. My wife and I just walked down to Lark Lane. We live in Sefton Park. We walked down to Lark Lane and it was absolutely, it was an outpouring of joy. People didn't know what to do with themselves. There was fellas hanging out of windows and standing on top of phone boxes. And it was just glorious. It was exactly what you'd expect. And as far as I'm aware, there wasn't too many arrests or trouble or anything on Thursday. I think it was just a celebration. But that premeditated, we're going out on Friday night in the middle of lockdown I, I, I can't i can't get behind that whether it whether whether it was families looking to soak up some atmosphere and sell i i, I can't get behind that because it doesn't have that it doesn't have that quality that you spoke about that that feeling of being compelled i me and my wife had to get out of the house on thursday evening and go and sing some songs that we had to do that i i i, I don't agree with people going out on friday night and 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 you certainly can't use an excuse that you had to go because you've had 24 hours to digest the the, the, the knowledge that we've won the league. So yeah. it's premeditated, which makes it even worse. Look, it's just, you know, it's, 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 I, I get it. People have been cooped up. People want to be with their mates. People want to let off some steam. It's the same reason that people are going to these illegal raves all over the place. Like I get yeah. it. I totally fucking get it, but don't do it in the name of my football club and don't, and don't, don't leave a sour taste in Jurgen Klopp's mouth and make yeah. him have to reference it in a letter, an open letter mm-hmm. to Liverpool fans. That's not cool. That's not yeah, that, that is what. But that was what the frustrating thing was for me. It's just that the the manager and the players had asked one thing of us. They, they they'd asked us just don't basically that they they'd said don't be dickheads. Um, and I and I kind of get the Thursday thing, although even for me, still you know I, I would for me I would see myself as hypocritical to not criticise even the Thursday after I criticised VE Day. And I criticised other things going on. So, so for me, the Thursday was still quite frustrating. But, but I think- I'm conflicted with myself in the sense of, sorry, Jane, I'm conflicted with myself of if I was living in Liverpool right now and my house was near the bombed out church and there was a gathering there, I don't think I would have been able to resist going out myself. So is my frustration just from the fact that I'm sat at home and I can't do it? And therefore, I've got nothing else to do other than look at my phone and go, "Oh, these people are bad. These people are awful, or whatever." So I, I was kind of conflicted with myself on Thursday night. Do you, do you think you can take the kind of emotional context of it, though, Ben? Do you think you could? There's there's a there's a, there's a, there's a there is there's an emotional context to it that that it is an outpouring of excitement and joy that that you don't get with like you say, the VE Day celebration. If you don't mind, sorry, if you don't mind, just for me, I mean, when we, not a, a Chris mentions what about ism and stuff and Bournemouth Beach keeps getting brought up in all these kind of discussions. Mm-hmm. Friday for me is Bournemouth Beach because there's no problem with going outside. You're allowed to go outside and you're allowed to go outside as long as you're socially distanced and you're allowed to go to those, you are allowed to go to those places, but it's very easy for places like that to get carried away in, in that regard. And Friday for me is that. that Friday for me, it gets 
pulled in with those type of incidents where too many people have gone to a space and it's gotten a bit and it's gotten carried away because look let's be honest we've been told we're we've been told you can go you, you can go to the beach you've been told you can go to parks you've been told you can do this and that but if everybody decide like if everybody decides to go to Calderstones Park now then there'd be a mass incident at Calderstones Park. You know what I mean? It's just that there was no there was no reason there's no reason for everyone to go at once. You know, with regards to beaches, it being sunny was enough reason for most people to do it. But I, I, that's why I think that you know that there's it's it's shades again. I understand if no one if people don't want to see the difference, that's fair because ultimately they're all mass gatherings and they're all you know they're they're all a bit much in their own way. But um, that's but the this is the problem because. The rules right now are in a funny phase of the lockdown where the rules are just confusing anyway. And that whether that's down to the government and what they're doing or whatever. So I'm almost like, so again, I'm sat there on Thursday or I'm Friday. I'm going, oh, you know, these these people shouldn't be doing that or whatever. But also I'm like, I, I'm running out of re- I'm running out of reasons or excuses to say that it's wrong because I don't know what's going on myself. I don't know what the rules are anymore. So. What, who am I to judge? Because and we keep finding ourselves with throughout the lockdown is we all find we've all look we've all broken the rules whether we whether we're free to admit it or not in shades of grey we've all done things maybe it was a day before you know some things were announced we've all been maybe slightly we've all been closer than two meters to a person who wasn't in our bubble. Uh, whether that was uh, one and a half meters or up, up close and personal, in, 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 you know, in case of other people and all that kind of stuff. So you're right. There's there's the shade the shades of grey around, it, but I think the ultimate point of it for me is that again, I, my, the, my largest point was that for the Thursday, it was largely it was again the spot the spontaneity doesn't excuse it from the from from a wider sense, but again because it doesn't stop uh, having an excuse doesn't stop. COVID transmission. <laughs> it's not like a fucking. It's not. We PPE. were celebrating yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool winning a league title is not PPE. You know what I mean? And it might look more <laughs> like it than some of the shit the government's offered in the last three months. Um, but it isn't. So in that regard, it's it's both wrong. But yeah, I think I think it's I think it's it's important to note and for us to to, to say that the people who, who got out of control and you look there was videos going round of like little scallies sniffing cocaine off policemen's hats and all that kind of stuff on that Friday. And that's just lids, lids taking advantage of a mask of a, of a, of a crowd of people to insulate themselves against a, a, and them just to do what they would do on a normal mad night. Anyway, loads of, loads of lids on the limo going mad. Um, whereas Thursday, I, I, I think I was at Anfield for half an hour in total, walked around, sang a few songs, Got back, got back in the car and 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 went home and and, and had a beer at home and watched Sky Sports News and watched Yeah and cry and all that kind of stuff and got a bit emotional. It was great. Um and yeah, hopefully we get to get to see that a bit more up close and personal as and when. I mean, Jürgen and the club have kind of promised us all something more in the coming weeks and hopefully it can be something that um that tops everything that we've seen so far because I, I keep saying the scenes that I saw at Anfield, given the context that we were basically told not to. And given the, you know, and and obviously the pandemic and all the things, and the fact that it was a Thursday night and it was a not a Liverpool game, and Liverpool weren't even playing at Anfield, Liverpool, you know, Liverpool weren't even playing that night. If that many people chose to take to the streets on that, I, I, I there's a there's a there's a happiness behind that that I, that I can look at. But yeah, uh, hopefully we get to see more and better in the future. Right, Chris, let's move things forward. Liverpool are the champions. There's no escaping that. Um, regardless of the fact that I may have contracted mega Corona uh, in the last few days, which will which we'll see. Fingers crossed for that. Having had that immunity, eh? um, yeah, um, you want to talk about the guard of honour? Yeah, I think obviously Danny Murphy's been talking about it, hasn't he? Uh, and he's been mentioning uh, certain Kevin De Bruyne, and, it, and I've seen a lot of people say like, you know, I, I don't, I don't see the point in the guard of honour and all that type of stuff. And I'm just looking at it going, I would like to know what everyone else thinks. Like James, do you? Do you think it's an outdated tradition, this Guard of Honor thing, or do you think people are just looking at it and going, fucking hell, they put seven of them? It's the most that we're ever gonna see. Fuck this. I don't want to see that for seven times, thank you very much. Is it just because Liverpool have won the league so early that because whenever anyone else wins it, oh, it's not an outdated tradition now, it's an outdated tradition that Liverpool have won it. What's that about? After after 30 years, I want every Liverpool player and staff member to get a guard of honour. Everywhere they go, <laughs> going into Lewis's. Guard of Honor in the bread aisle in Tesco, <laughs> Andy Robbo. I want a guard of honor at the dentist next time that Trent goes and has a scale and polish. They deserve everything, and they're and they're. I get what you're saying about it being a, a, a kind of 
it's a bit of a throwback, isn't it? Really, to it's the same with the with the with the handshakes before. I've I've never understood the handshakes before a game. I, I don't I don't understand why you shake someone's hand that you're about to go into war again. I don't I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Shake the hand after the game, but not before. But actually, I quite I quite like the guard of honor as a tradition. I think it's you know there are some there are some parts of um you know of of, of history that are kind of kind of nice, man. And I like I like that you you know your opponents show that that respect to you because you know they know how hard it is. God, I mean, the city players they know what it take, takes to win a title. It's 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 really 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 difficult. Um, seven's probably a bit probably a bit excessive, but um, <laughs> let's let's not pretend. But you not deserve it. You deserve it because yeah, you won it so early. I mean, it's no difference if you win it with one game to go. You deserve just one guard of honour because you only managed to win the league by more than three points. If you win it by more than twenty, you deserve loads of guards of honours. It's just okay. the way it is. That's I see it as a reward. For me, for how maybe, good they've been, they get more guards of honours than everybody else. All the teams should, all the Premier League teams should line up from like the coach all <laughs> the way onto the pitch, and Liverpool have to walk past them all. Apart from Watford, Watford don't have to give us one because yeah. at least got because <laughs> they at least beat us. We'll let Watford off with this one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I again, I, it's it's mad. Is I'd never really thought about it because it's not really. Liverpool haven't it's, been in the conversation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I think we've given, I believe we gave Chelsea one. Yeah, in t- t- I had to look into it. In t- 2015, we gave one to Chelsea. Um, but like I, um, yeah, I, 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 it's cool. It's like it's just like a, a feature of being champions that you know I, I'm kind of cool just to see it and just to experience it and know that Liverpool have had one. I mean, it's a bit weird when you have to give one to the opponents, but I like I mean, Ben. I, I like that Pep Guardiola's not asked. I like that he's like, no, go on, we'll give them a, we'll give them a guard of honor, and it annoys me because I really like to ha- I, I really dislike Manchester City fans largely uh, and I don't really like the way the club's running all that but I really like Pep Guardiola and that annoys me too I I, I, I want to I hate him more him having, him having this touch of class does me no favours here no um, but I do think I do think that it's all part of like everything that Guardiola said since the since the title was won or you know since well, since the restart really is I feel like it's all feeding into mind games towards next season so I feel like he's all. He's like, yeah, we'll give him a guard of honor. Yeah, well, this time we'll give them the guard of honor. Then, then next year they'll be given. You know, it, it, with the implication sort of being that you know we, we're, we've accepted defeat this season and we're, we're already looking to next season and all that. I've not really thought about it much because it's never been my problem. Because obviously yeah. we've just never we've never had to go through it. Um, and and you know you mentioned the Chelsea one there that we gave out. Don't really remember that happening. Um, and most most years in my life, Man United have won the league, and I was never going to watch them getting a guard of honor. So uh, you know it, it's just ne- not something that I've considered. But it'll be nice to watch our lads being congratulated. I suppose I don't know. Is the rule that we get all seven, or is 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 it oh, just yeah. the no, you one get after it. you've no, won you, the game? You get it for every game. Oh wow! Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, That's I, why I, mean, I think it's a, it's an incentive to win the league really, really fucking early. Yeah. I think okay. it's something that the Liverpool players have worked towards. And just on the quick point that Manchester City have accepted it, we handed them defeat this season. They didn't accept it. We forced them into coming second because of our greatness. Don't ever think that Guardiola's accepted something other than what we've given him. Um. And I think you know the other thing is like the Murphy stuff and the Kevin De Bruyne. I think we we spoke about it a little bit on the Untenable match build-up show for the City game, but obviously, Ben, you were on that show with me, Paul James, you guys were, Paul. Where are you standing on Danny Murphy? And Have you heard what he said about yeah. like, the field not being fit enough to lace Kevin De Bruyne's boots? Why should he give them a guard of honour? I can't help but feel this might have been one of those situations where Danny Murphy's just said a bunch of words yeah. uh, and not really, <laughs> really thought about it, to be fair, because like, I get it, I get it if he's having to give a guard of honour to Everton. Like, I mean, there's a legitimate case to be made to be made there. But I mean, mo- most of Liverpool's squad are fit to, to lace up Kevin De Bruyne's boots. Let's be perfectly clear about that. Um, as much as he is a phenomenal footballer, um, yeah. I, I the thing about it for me is. Like, uh, like Ben said, it's not been my business. Like, uh, it was like five years when I didn't watch a single Champions League game. Wasn't asked because Liverpool, Liverpool weren't involved. And on the on the Man City perspective, I, I agree with the mind games thing. Though I think Pep Guardiola, it, it's his last 
it's his last hurrah in this. You know, we were talking about it when we were watching the game, Chris, and you could see it in Fernandinho's actions. They desperately wanted to have a competitive game of football against us on Thursday. They wanted to be able to say they weren't going to stop us winning the title full stop, but they were going to delay it, and that way they get to carry that message into next season. And the only thing Pep Guardiola's got left is the motivational tool that is the embarrassment of having his footballers have to stand there and applaud the team that are better than them. Um, and that's the only thing. He'll just be hoping. That's the reason he's agreed to it, I, I think, deep down, is he's hoping that his players will be have a fire lit in them by this, that they can they, they, they can take forward into next season. I hope what, what Guardiola, and I hope more importantly, what his squad realises is that there's no embarrassment in finishing second to this Liverpool side. Because they are the best team in world football. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got the trophies to prove it. Everything, haven't we? Um, James, you wanted to know what everyone's uh, best and most bitter text. Was yeah, like. yeah. Well, I was thinking of. I, 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 sometimes, sometimes I struggle to come up with a question for these shows. But today, I was thinking about everything that I kind of experienced since Thursday night. And obviously, you know, we're in lockdown, so a lot of that has been texts and, and DMs and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to go first. Um, the, uh, the 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 best message I got uh, was from a, a, a fellow Red uh, who lives down in Surrey, and um, he texted me five minutes after we won, all in capital letters with loads of exclamation marks. It says, "I'm crying and I don't know what to do with this." <laughs> <laughs> and that, that just summed up exactly how I felt. I kind of I've done a lot of I've done a lot of crying. I find I sort of finally got over the crying, and then I watched. I watched your video on your um, on your Mage TV channel, Paul, and I just yeah. it just I fell to pieces again, mate. Sorry, <laughs> sincere <laughs> but, apologies. Um, but uh, but no, so this this is um this is the most bitter text that I received. Now a bit of bit of context. I think this is one of those that people are forwarding on because I don't th- I, I know the guy who sent it to me, and I don't think he's that bitter. But anyway, I'll read it to you. See if you can guess uh, which which team the writer supports. All that matters to them is being in the public eye and reveling in front of other people in some sense of perceived glory. The fact that the league petered out and most people aren't asked is like a dagger to the heart for them. If they can't gloat about it meaning more or being unique or somehow better than everybody else's victories, then they lose most of their joy. Everything about them is contrived and about show and image from their manager to the players. Fans is Duncan Castle's this? Fans and media lackeys. Scratch below the surface and they are a sad, empty, mean-spirited, nasty entity. A bastion of socialism, my fucking arse. They are the perfect club for our times. The perfect reflection of Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, Jimmy Savile, et al. <laughs> Fucking gang of dickheads, the lot of them. Uh, okay, it's either Duncan Castles or it's uh, it's Everton aren't they on Facebook? Well, it's oh. well, it's well, it's, it's, from, it's, from, it's from an Evertonian. Uh, that, that's all I know. But that, I mean, that's got to take the prize for most bitter, deluded thing that anyone's ever. Been. Imagine being asked to write. I mean, all honestly, that. Like, that's such a long message. Ben three, um, I didn't get many bitter messages, but I was as I was I was just kind of alluding to before. I got one I got one message from a Man United fan saying, "Congratulations, mate! Absolutely smashed it this year." As much as it pains me to say it, and I've just been sat on the couch, like yeah, yeah great. Um, <laughs> well so, done, well done, mate. Those congratulations messages record. were the best because it makes me feel a sense of achievement in something that was ultimately <laughs> nothing to do with me. Really. So there you go. I am um, one of the best ones for me. It was my uncle, who's the Man United fan. His Facebook status update was just football died tonight. Nine minutes past <laughs> ten, June twenty. Yes, died tonight. He has become it's fucking hilarious. He's become like a running joke in the family about how how just wound up he's been he, I mean he's been unbearable for the whole time Man United have been on top he stopped speaking to the family for the entire year the Cantona was suspended um, like he um, didn't turn up to family gatherings it was amazing um, I, I love him he's crazy he's actually an alright fella when we're not talking about football but um, he has just his, his head has gone this year completely and utterly gone and he's become really like proper horrible and bitter with it so I, I've just me and my cousin have just taken to winding him up in any just the daft stupid ways because people who get really aggressively wound up about things 
the only thing you can ever do to deal with those people is to ignore them or to poke them in as many fun and silly ways as possible. Um, so, yeah, so I sent him a little kiss emoji. Um, in, in <laughs> that. That's it. Um, I, got, I, got a, I got a really great one in one of the lads' WhatsApp groups that I'm in, and it, it just said, and he's an Everton fan, I'll, I'll say that for you, and it was the day after, so it was the Friday when all the stuff was going on at the period. Uh, why would you ever want to win those classless gobshite another title? Which I thought was quite good. That was the bitter one. And the, the best one was from a Chelsea fan cousin of mine, um, Londoner, who, who just said, you did it in style, fair play, uh, on Thursday evening, like which I loved. And he, and he even put the trophy emoji on there as well. Oh, that's absolutely lovely, isn't it? He was also the first person to text me after Gerard slipped, so let's not give him too much credit here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, make no mistake, he's a shit, but he's a... <laughs> yeah, but at least he's an honest one. Oh, that's fair. That's fair, that's wonderful. Let us know if you've got any interesting messages or whatever in the comments section uh, underneath, or you can tweet us at the Redmen TV. Uh, just quickly, because we're fast running out of time. Ben, I'm sorry we've left you not with great, too much time to get through your topic, um, but you want to know how Liverpool will handle the rest of the season? Yeah, now, when I've not done one of these podcasts for ages, so when I nominated this topic to Ross yesterday, I didn't realise I was actually nominating myself. I, I thought I was just throwing an idea into the hat, so I haven't really thought too much about it. But yeah, you know, there's a few different there's a few different options in terms of the way that we can see out this season. Now, you know, we've got we, we we've got luxury of time um, in terms of seven games to go to sort of either go for every record possible, or obviously you've got the 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 benefit of a few kids coming through who, I mean, Nico Williams in particular for me looked outstanding on Wednesday when he came on against Palace. So, you know, how, how, what beyond Thursday, because I think he'll play his strongest team Thursday. How do you think the team selections will look? How do you think the lads will be able to maintain motivation to keep going at the relentless pace that they've done all season, you know, and also given that we've not got the Champions League to go for after it, which is a little bit deflating because it would be really good if we had something else to be sort of looking forward to. Do you think that'll make a difference now with the fact that these seven games are it, you know? Yeah, I'm looking forward to some proper time off. The Champions League can get in the bin for it for this year. Um, no, I, 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 um, I think it's interesting because we were we were debating it, but we're with with very little understanding of what Liverpool was going to come back. And obviously, then we were talking about it after the Everton game, and when we saw it was a bit of a mismatched side and no Salah and no Robertson, etc. But I'm convinced, and that, uh, and I don't know what you think on this, James. I'm convinced Klopp's going to go flat out, and I think because I don't think. Dropping in Nico Williams or Harvey Elliott off the bench means the same as the days when we used to put um, Danny Pacheco in for the last game of the season. I don't think it's the same as that anymore. I think if a lad, a lad comes in, it's not just, oh, go on, you're a young lad, go and get your minutes, go and get your debut, pull the shirt on, son. You've got to go in and play to the same level that's been expected of everyone so far. Yeah, I, t- I com- completely echo everything you've just said, really, mate. I think I think if you're... If you're part of if you're part of this if you're part of a match day squad if you're on the bench you are as important as everybody else in in, in our manager's mind and that is you know and he's he's proved that time and time again apart you know apart from obviously the, you know the few cup games when he you know his, his hand was forced um, I would expect every single game to be started in the manner with which we've become accustomed to i.e. strongest starting eleven. Um, you know, try and get, try and get, try and get a lead, and then it becomes a question of right, which which lads can you know, can can, can I bring on? And um, but but again, yeah, like, like like we say, you know, these these are really talented boys. It does it does them a, almost does them a disservice to say you know, oh, playing the kids. Well, these aren't our like you say, these aren't our kids. These are you know, our our next world class players. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so but yeah, I, I'd expect him to completely go for it. He wants the record, and, and and rightly so, man. This 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 is a season for breaking records. It's a it's a squad that it's a club that breaks records. So let's let's have another one. Hundred percent, Chris. For me, this is probably. This sounds mad to say, but you know, I've talked about this a few times now over the last few days and stuff, and I've kind of just the longer I've thought about it, the more I've got to this this way of thinking is this is actually might be the most important part of the season for us because Klopp has to know how to motivate a side that's already won the league for next year. Well, what better time to fucking do it than this season when the league's already won? Yeah. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. I, clearly, it's not as important as the the first games and all that. But for a practice run at motivating a squad, you've already done it and won it. This is even better 
because there's nothing to win this season there's, mm. other than a few and a few records, which of course they'll want to get. But there's a big Premier League trophy on the line next season. If you get it right in this part of the season, he'll, he'll get it right next season as well. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's an absolutely fantastic point. Um, right, we're going to wrap that up there because I'm very aware that Mr. James Sutton has more important things to do with his life oh, and time. No, um, hey, well, have come Ollie Vessel. Look, you're a busy, you're a busy television staff. We, we we're thankful for the small. Do you know what he's going to do? He's going to buy a sh- ride a shadow fax. A what? <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up my I'm picking up my new car. That's what I'm doing today. Okay, sounds okay. Well, we'll let you off. That's not more. That's not <laughs> Thanks, more important. So I'm, I'm quite offended okay. now. Shadow fax um, the horse from Lord of the Rings. The Gandalf rides. It's fine, boys. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Potter, I can get Potter, near the occasion, like Paul. Yeah. I can get there the occasionally. There's only very rare circumstances when you do out-geek me and it's normally <laughs> when you talk about the Lord of the Rings. Um, right, okay. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent the questions in. I'm sorry, sorry, we ran out of time to do them this week. But yes, uh, you can send questions in for the podcast uh, via our Discord group, which you can join if you join as a uh, Club Legend member on the RedmenTV.com. If you want to support the channel on YouTube, you can do. You can get memberships now, get access to custom emotes, which you can use in our live streams. We will be doing a live fan zone commentary once again for your champ. Champions of England, champions of Europe, champions of the world. Um, Thursday evening. The bad man, Alison Beckham. <laughs> the big dog, Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> Your Premier League champion. Um, right, let's not give it away. Let's work on this for the live stream introduction tomorrow, Paul. I think we've got the crux of something great yeah, here, mate. Got, we've got the build blocks of greatness here, Chris. Um, yeah, and a handshake as well. Uh, 45 minutes before kickoff, we will be live uh, doing our normal bout of commentary, insight, and laughs. Uh, so tune in for that. If you again, if you want to support everything we do, please do go and subscribe for the excellent additional content if you want to talk more about the title there's a title special and what 19 means with me my dad and former Liverpool midfielder Jay Spearing which is on the website which is absolutely fantastic getting Jay's insight into what it means from the inside of the club what it means to a player who came up through the ranks and stuff really really good stuff indeed uh, right anyway guys thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for watching for listening and for subscribing and we'll see you all soon Ta. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.